Welcome back to another edition of the QC Fit Fest podcast. I'm Jess Joni, along with Chris Maltzberger. And tonight's guest, I have been, my, my brain is about ready to explode, Chris. You know how I feel about dancing. And I think I found my spirit animal. <laughs> um, tonight, we are interviewing Billy Blanks Jr. I mean, Chris, can you attest to some of this craziness that is my life that I live every day, but love movement? Yes, absolutely. Joni is always full of, of, of joy and laughter and, and songs and, and, uh, she's always putting everybody else in a good mood and, uh, and she's not exaggerating when she says she just walks around aimlessly dancing and singing to herself. And, and I personally hold a concert in my car every time I get in it. So I'm, I'm very excited for tonight's guest and to, and to hear what he's been up to. Well, we've got Billy Blanks Jr. on the line with us. He's the creator of Dance It Out. He's also the host of a moving talk show, which blows my mind. If you think like dancing and talking with your special guest celebrities, um, it's on Stream Moco right now. And um, it started out on Lifetime, but Billy said it just switched networks. Uh, Stream Moco, M-O-K-O, Billy Blanks Jr. Welcome to the QC Fit Fest podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That was a great intro. <laughs> and I'm so excited that uh, you love dance so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, when I was reading your bio and getting caught up because I know your father, I not know him personally, um, but he was my um, my companion when I moved away from home by myself for the first time at 19. And I <laughs> the one must have that I took with me were all of my Tybo videos. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> so I would hold workouts in my living room. And as I met people, we would do some workouts, you know, like my brother would come over and we would do Taibo. And I uh -huh. just cracked up because I never thought I'd ever see my brother do Taibo ever. Um, <laughs> That's so, it's so cool to me. Just like when I meet people, you know what I mean? That, that have either done danced out or seen them on Shark Tank or different things. I love to talk with them and kind of hear, you know, some of their journeys with my dad too. It's, it's the coolest thing. It is. And by default, you know, I know that you probably get this a whole lot as the child of somebody who's been in the celebrity realm. Um, how did that shape and mold your life? Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really crazy. So it, everybody always thinks it's kind of an easy in, but it's actually hard. It's also hard because, you know, I have the same exact name as my dad. So, um, so, you know, so what ends up when you go in, everybody thinks, oh, you have it given to you on a silver platter, but that was a different kind of relationship that I had with my father. Um, everything is great with us now. In the beginning, he wasn't the most supportive. Um, so it was a little difficult in the beginning. Um, but what, what I can say was pretty awesome about being his son is I grew up in an industry where I saw fitness my whole life. And so I, I, you know, it was naturally inside of me that I definitely wanted to do it. I just wanted to find my own path, which was dance more than the karate thing. Um, so it was really cool because he's just a great example of hard work um, and, and, and how he taught and, saved, and, you know, was helping people's lives. And for me, I just wanted to find my own way. And so that's where the dance kind of came in. Well, with that, um, Billy, I wanted well, to. Was that a little bit. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. It's good. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to ask, just kind of just elaborating on that. When you said, um, cause, cause you always hear about celebrities or even just, you know, just individuals who are trying to live up to their parents' names in the industry. And to your point, you said, you know, sometimes that can be easy because it's kind of handed to you on a silver platter. Otherwise, it, it even makes it harder because the expectations of knowing who your parent is is yeah. that much harder. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I, did did he want you to follow in the Tybo footsteps and take that over 
And, and, and is that what kind of caused a little bit of the, 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 I, I don't know the right word for it, but maybe I guess struggle at the very beginning or. Oh yeah. Or, or, <laughs> okay. it in, in a perfect way. Um, yeah, it was, it was difficult because, um, yeah, he wanted me to do that. I, I also danced and didn't really, you know, the karate thing I did for a long time and it wasn't fun for me. And it's kind of a silly story. You know, my dad was on Oprah for five days and she was promoting Taibo. And then on the fifth day, she quit on air. She was like, this is too hard for me. This is not my thing. Um, and, you know, it was, didn't matter because she already did incredible press for him. But on that day, I was like inspired. I was like 16 years old. And I was like, well, who gets her? I'm like, because I, I don't have fun doing doing this either so who gets her and that's when kind of i started my mission of going i want to do dance based or fitness programs that made you feel good and have fun um and so that's kind of it but yeah it was difficult because you know my dad wasn't you know he's we've made amends now but he wasn't the most supportive dad um and so you know when i kind of went in my own direction then he kind of like just shut me out um you know and it, it goes deep at one point you know when i had started you know my first workout which was called karaoke which is funny because earlier she was talking about karaoke singing and this is karaoke singing and dancing um in front of a screen which was a lot of fun i went on ellen with that show but um you're my uh, spirit animal i just have to say I'm, that I'm, i know i feel it i'm <laughs> telling you when you were talking I'm like i feel this but but yeah when i had that first workout he had um at that time was really upset and his attorneys called me and they're like if you use your name he's going to sue you and so it was really difficult you know and i went through a lot of struggles because again you know just to kind of bring it to perspective i was trying to create my own program which is very hard to do so i had to work day jobs and when i would go in to get interviewed for restaurants and different things um they would always first say to me you know, why you need this job? Your dad, your dad's a millionaire. You don't need this job, you know? And I would have to like, well, that's my dad's money. I need to you know, support my own life, my own family. And so it was really difficult in the beginning. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you, how much you guys know my story, but I went on Shark Tank. And when I went on Shark Tank, I was actually homeless. Um, I, 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 remember, had, I remember that episode very well. I'm a big fan of Shark Tank and I absolutely remember that episode. Yeah. And so it was, it was really hard. You know, um, it was something where I, I had built, I had the idea to do dance it out my workout program. And when you're creating a program, I was teaching the class and it was highly popular. I had a hundred and 130 people every class, but I was only making $35 to teach a class and trying to support my son who I adopted out of foster care and my ex-wife. And I'm like, you can't do that with a class that you're making 35 bucks for. And so silly story. Um, I, I had been teaching for about a year and it was just kind of was going where I went into the class and the day it was the day I was like, I'm going to quit. I got to go and just forget creating my own workout. Let me just go be a restaurant manager. And the, I had made that decision up and I went in, I taught the class about a hundred and something people in the class. And I remember having that, that uh, frame of mind where I was going to end it that day. And I finished teaching and then I turned around and packing up all my stuff like defeated. And I turned around and a group of people were around me. Um, and this woman was like, I just want to say, she's like, I hope you never stop teaching this class. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How awesome is that? Right as she says that, she pulls up her sleeve and she shows me these deep cuts in her arm. And she goes, I'm a cutter. And she goes, and this cl class makes me not want to do it. And so I like burst into tears because I was like, oh my God, they don't realize that uh, this was going to be the end for me, but I can't. And then all of a sudden, another woman's like, and I'm going through cancer. And this guy's like, and I'm going through a divorce. And this class makes us feel so good. And so we're so grateful. And so it was that moment that I was like, I got to fight for this. I got to keep doing this. Um, and that's when I went on Dark Tank. Oh, well, you know what, God. Billy? I, I, I know Joni is chomping at the bit to jump on and say something, but I'm, I just want to say real quick, obviously you did something right. 
and you, you really you really have made your your own path and your own name for yourself. And I just want to toss this out there. You know, one of the, one of the things that we talk about all the time, me and Joni, and our our mission is when it comes to the health and fitness world. And you and you you alluded on this earlier, um, and that was you wanted to make your own path, right? Your yeah. own name, your own path. And we talk about and you talked about how Oprah, Oprah uh, you know, quit, and it wasn't for her. We talk about all the time about how the fitness is and the journey of health and fitness is not a one size fits all. And everybody has to kind of find their own path when it comes to health and fitness. So it was really amazing for you to share that story. I appreciate it. Jody, go ahead. Uh, thank you so much, man. Oh my gosh. So there's so much to unpack here. I, I know that we're not even going to have enough time to do that. First, thank you so much for sharing what's honest and true and your vulnerability in doing so. I admire greatly not just grinning and bearing it, you know, for the sake of a family name or the sake of, um, you know, protecting yourself or, 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 you know, the legacy that your father has left, but also just being very honest about struggle and being very real about it because it makes it more human. It makes you more t- tangible. Um, and it, and it's true and it helps people relate to you so much. And for me, it's like, that's the, that's where a lot of the, the heartbeat lies in the spice of life. That's where, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. It is. It's, it's been something that I would, I would never, I don't want my son to ever have to go through what I went through, but I, I would never, re- I don't regret it because I feel like it's given me a fabric. It makes me look at people differently. I, when, you know, everybody smiles and tries to get through their day. And when I look in people's eyes, I feel like I can see differently. And that's why it kind of gives me a new mission of why I love to dance and why I love to do what I'm doing. And, and when it gets hard, like you said, you just, it's like you keep pushing and you, and it's, I, you have to keep reinventing yourself and finding a way to keep it going if you truly believe in it. And, and it's something I love to do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Because I mean, part of what, you know, we've talked about on previous episodes here on the podcast too, and something that I've learned even in my own life is that we have to give ourselves permission to be our most core authentic selves. And if that means that we change, if that means that we switch careers in the middle of, you know, being 45 years old or 50, or, you know, if that means that you change, you have to allow yourself and by first giving yourself that permission to do so, because what's on the other side of that, being in your authenticity, being in your power, there's no freedom. There's nothing like it on this planet. There's no feeling greater. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So, so now we have to move on to dance stuff. Okay. So, um, cause I'm going to burst. You were trained (laughs) by Paula Abdul, who again, (laughs) one of my all-time favorite choreographers, um, that woman, what she has done in dance is, has been unreal. And the fact that you got to learn from her and dance with her and go on tours and, and you were what Tony and fame, and you have all these things that you've done on Broadway and my, my, Yeah, the entertainer performer part of my life is exploding as we speak. So talk to me about Paula Abdul and learning to dance and and how that, you know, again, shaped your career once more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so Paula, um, it, it's kind of crazy how it all happened. Paula came to my dad's studio to take classes from him. Um, and it was just when she became a huge pop star. So I was like 11 or 12 years old. Um, and I remember, um, coming in and being like, Oh my God, that's Paula Abdul and just being so excited. And, um, and whatever it is, her and I just connected. 
And, um, and so she would just like, literally, she was like a big sister to me. So she would come in and then she started using one of my dad's studios to rehearse. And I would just stand in the background and watch because I was not a trained dancer, but I could naturally move. It was something that I would watch TV or watch Michael Jackson or watch her. Um, and I could learn steps from just doing it. And so she would just see me dance in the background. And then from there, she just kept me close to her. So she would be doing tours or videos and be like, just stay with me here. And I always was watching. And I remember I, when I started to audition for stuff, because I wasn't trained, I was afraid. And I would go to auditions and kind of like be in the front. And then the moment they would start teaching, I'd like work my way to the back. And then I would just be out the door. Like, I can't do this, you know? And it was her that told me one day, she was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, cause I'm not trained. And she said, it doesn't matter. She's like, she said, you really are good and you have a passion. And she said, so get one step. She said, if you only get one step today and you mess up the rest of the dance, she's like, do it and do it like full out with the passion and confidence and watch what happens. And the moment I took that advice from her. I started booking work with Madonna and her and all these other performers. And, um, and then she just, you know, her and I developed such a friendship that at one point she saw the kind of the differences between me and my family at the time. And she said to me, she was like, your family is not going to get you. And she said, and I want you to know that I'm always your family. And then I have you, she said, and she has, she's been that person that when my family kind of like cut me out of their lives, she, she was like, come on tour with me, come here with me, come in and always brought me with her um and just kind of mentored me um and that and that i could i really would say that she's like i would say if she wasn't blood if she's not blood but she feels like she's my blood because she's been that person that kind of just really um fueled me and kept me going and telling me just keep fighting for i want what i want to do and been in such a support system you know forever your girls in my brain right now right you know that song <laughs> is like yep. happening on a real level um thank you so much for sharing that story because i think yeah. you know um I, the, one of the blessings i think that we really run into in life is that um and i and i just did another podcast where uh, an attorney i work with as a paralegal he was uh saying you know our prayers sometimes are not always answered in the way we think that they are and or the way that we think that they should be. But the people who end up showing up in our lives as a result of, you know, however it is this mystery of life, as we call it, it's it's amazing to hear um, who showed up to support you in times when you needed it most. And it's, it's really yeah, beautiful. And, and it's so funny that you're saying that because I was in a show at Universal Studios playing Dracula. It was one of my most favorite jobs I ever had. Um, it was a musical show uh, concert that we did. And it, it's, you never, like, you can't ever set what timing is supposed to be or when you're supposed to have something because that show was ending and I was devastated. And it was, it literally, it seemed like it was two days after is when I got fame, the, the Broadway show fame. Um, and it, it, I played Leroy. It's Leroy, it's um, Tyrone in the show, but it's Leroy in the movie. Um, and I got that role and it came out of nowhere. And it was like, I was so defeated that that was done. But then all of a sudden that came. And so it's always like the timing of things are the way that they're supposed to be. And I think going through life and being through so much, I finally got to that place where you start to learn and just go, okay, it's, it's going to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you learn how to go with the flow. Chris, I'm going to let you, cause I, I will take up all this time. I'm going to toss it over to you so you can ask him a few questions too. Thank you so much for your <laughs> patience with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. So, so I know that you've done a plethora of, of dance workout videos. I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Dance It Out is the is the new one that's on the table right now. And yep. and, and and I believe it came out within the last year or two. Yes, yeah. So Dance It Out, um, I did a bunch of DVDs for them for Lionsgate, and it was right at the time where everything kind of transitioned to online. 
Um, and so it was one of those things that then we kind of paused for a moment. And then what was so great was at 16, I had the idea for the Dance It Out TV show. And everybody was like, this is way before your time. What are you talking about? A moving talk show? What? And then I kind of like <laughs> shook away. And it's just so crazy. Again, the way timing works, I moved to um, the East Coast and I met a family that was like, this, this is a brilliant idea. Let's make this happen. And then um, and then we made it happen. And so, yeah, now that I have the Dance Out program, which is worldwide, which I have about a thousand teachers in America, a thousand in Japan, um, and that's growing. Um, and then uh, Dance It Out, an app just launched actually last month. And on that app, it's all my instructors and different people teaching um, the program live. And it's live class. It's the only dance fitness app where we teach live. Um, and I teach on it. Uh, and then the Dance It Out TV show, which is now on Streamoka, which I'm so excited about. So are you able to share the app and how people can download that and follow it? And, and, and Yeah, join? absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's called Dance It Out. It's right in the app store. Um, it's right now uh, only in the Apple store because they're doing the first beta version of it. So the next version of it next month will finally be in the um, Google Play Store also for Android. Very cool. Nice. That's awesome. And we'll make sure to plug that one more time before uh, before we let you go. I, I have to ask a personal question now, just be, well, I guess for me, because uh, I made the comment earlier, you said you were on the Shark Tank episode. I'm <laughs> very familiar. I, I don't think there I don't think I've missed an episode of Shark Tank yet. Uh, that's just kind of my entrepreneur spirit. I, I love that show. I love everything about it. Um, but now no, uh, but now having an opportunity to talk to you. Is it as intimidating being in front of those sharks as everybody says it is? Absolutely. <laughs> so one thing I will tell you about it is, is for me, um, I've done TV my whole life and normally I don't get nervous to do TV. And you know, the one story that I tell is that when I was on it, um, I wasn't nervous. I was fine. But the way that they do the show, it it will make you nervous. So you basically, um, you know, people don't realize when you're pitching to the show, it's a hundred companies and only 35 get selected. It's 35 right. or 40, but so it's a hundred companies. So you go in and you, you go through different rounds. And so you go through rounds where you pitch to producers and you pitch to the network. And then, you know, once you finally make it to the final round where they're like, okay, now you're going to go to the sharks. Um, it's exactly as you see it on TV. Um, the only different part about it is that you don't see behind the scenes is that Anybody you bring with you cannot come onto the stage. You're put in this little square room that's all black curtains. You can't see out of it. You can't come out of it. You got to wait there until they bring you on. Um, they have you practice about two or three times. You walk down the long hallway. The doors open. When you go in, the, it's just the chairs. There's no sharks. You know what I mean? So you have to actually pitch to, to the chairs. And then they tell you, um, once you get to the end, they're like, there's a, a X down there. And we call that the stair zone where you basically do a stare down with the sharks, which you see that on the show. But on the show, mm -hmm. it happens for like five seconds. And so when you practice it, you practice it for about 15 seconds. And so I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm, I've done TV. I'm not going to get nervous. So I've done it like four or five times. And each time I was fine, you know, and once you get down to that X, again, they make you wait 15 seconds and then you practice your one minute speech. And then from there you go. And so I went to go do that. And as, as I'm going on, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a way to, to, you know, to not be nervous when the doors open. And so they're like, the next time you go through, the sharks will be there. So I walk down the hallway. And once I get there, the sharks, you know, they open the door, the sharks are there. I walk down to the X. I do my regular thing. I'm still not nervous. And they go, okay, stare. Don't start to think, just stare. So I'm doing the stare. I decide I'm going to look at each shark. So I look, I go down the line, 30 seconds goes by. 45 seconds goes by almost a minute 
of them staring at me, me staring at them and saying not a word. <laughs> so I went from not being nervous to then all of a sudden my mouth was quivering. I was like, oh my God, what the heck is going on? But it's because that first moment that they do it is, it, it's to intimidate you. You know what I mean? It, it, it does. And it does that. And the sharks are, you don't know this, but they're on a, a level above you. So they're looking down on you. Really? Yeah. That, yes. that, see, that's some of the stuff that I guess that I never... I never would have realized unless you were there or had someone like you who had been through that that process before. So yeah, I can definitely see how that could be a little uh, a little intimidating, just a normal interview style style pitch, if you will. Yeah, and so and you, you have to think about it. And most of those people, if they don't do TV, it's like now you have cameras in your face, you have the shark staring at you, and then so it, like for your first minute. You're so nervous, you know what I mean? And I luckily I was able to get it together because I have done TV before, but I, I feel so bad sometimes for some of the business executives that don't, you know, they don't get are, aren't comfortable having, you know, speaking in front of people and doing that because then it's like time for the sharks to attack, you know, because <laughs> you're nervous. So it was, it was really nerve wracking. Um, but I can say if you see my episode, it was really emotional. And so once once it kind of got through it, it, it felt it felt great. Once I got them up to dance, I was okay. Right. Absolutely. Which is always fun to watch when you're able to get any of the sharks up to dance, especially Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. He's, 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 he's gotta be my, he's probably uh secretly, uh, Kevin O'Leary is probably my favorite one. Jo- yeah, that's, go, oh, that's what I want to tell you real fast about Kevin. Yeah. Is that's the one that, um, it's so funny. So again, you know, they have to, I love the show. I love Shark Tank and I, and it's changed my life. So no, no bad feelings about it, but it's so funny because he was so nice to me that I, I absolutely loved him. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for people to hear what he's saying. Cause he's like, you're going to go further than your father. And you, I, you have a bright light. Like he said, all this wonderful stuff. And then when you see the episode, he just goes, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, they, so, so they edited all the good stuff out and then they just, yep. they, because they try to make him seem like he's the bad guy. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's funny. But, but I, I have another friend who had been on, uh, who had been on charging before they said the same thing. They said that he's the nicest, kindest guy in the world and that the TV show doesn't do him justice on how, how nice of a guy he is. So. Yeah, it's absolutely true. He he was genuinely nice, and um, and then they did they they kind of edited it out. But a lot of people also don't know the your pitch that you see on TV. Everybody gets about fifteen minutes total for their whole segment, but it's mine went on for almost an hour, and so so you don't see that when they do it. They basically cut it down. Yeah, they have to edit it out because you know we have to make room for network television commercials and breaks yep. and all the paid people and yeah. So yeah, it's it's like that in other media realms of media as well. Uh, you know, nothing is ever quite as it seems, or you never get quite the fullness. They have to take out the bullet points and just you get what you get when it airs. Um, so Billy, I I really I hate that we're gonna have to hang up here in just a couple of minutes, but what I would love to do is ask you what one bucket list item is before we go. What is your next vision for yourself and where you're going? What is one of the things you would love to do more than anything? Oh gosh! I, and if you say come million? to the Quad Cities and dance with me, I will not be disappointed. Just saying. Well, I was just going to say. First of all, I do <laughs> want to dance with you, so we have to make that happen. Um, and one of my biggest things that I, I just want to be able to, you know, because I work like nine million things. I'm doing dance it out. I work, you know, I'm the creative director at Talent Recap. 
Um, I, I've, a bunch of stuff that I'm doing. And for me, I can't wait to be in the place where I can just travel the world and meet people. And, and that, that for me is what I love the most. You know what I mean? I go to Japan once a year for Dance It Out. But my big bucket list thing is to be able to just really to travel the world and have no thought about it. Just go everywhere. I want to go everywhere. <laughs> I love that. I love your your mission. I love your vision. I love your dancing. And I do hope and pray that you will, uh, that we'll be able to dance together at some point. That would be so fun. That's now, that has now become an unexpected um, smile on my face this evening and an unexpected bucket list item for me. Chris, how are we going to make this happen? <laughs> Yeah, let's make it happen. Well, I, yeah, let's do that. So I know me and Billy had been, had a couple conversations back and forth about possibly uh, bringing him in as one of our, our, our special guests who are one of our upcoming health and fitness expos. So um, I think maybe uh, me and him need to circle back to that and see if we can't uh, uh, figure something out that makes sense for everybody. I, I know I would love to have him. Joni, I know you would love to have him. The- uh, I think he'd be a great a great fit. The ideas right now are endless in my brain. It's, it's a stream of, you know, it's no longer a possibility. It's a probability. So, um, we will go ahead and end on that. Billy Blanks Jr., thank you so much for being on the QC Fit Fest podcast with us tonight. Absolutely. Yes. Danceitout.com is it. Uh, it's an app store, but you can also just find me at danceitout.com and all my stuff is there. Thank you guys again so much.